Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everybody and uh welcome back to guild mateys um i don't know if we've officially called ourselves guild mateys yet it's actually guild fellows but guild mateys all the same uh how you guys doing good good ready yeah like like to hear it uh it's been it's been a while since we recorded um so i'm glad we're back in the thick of things um we last left our intrepid arthur Windflagon, uh sinead temple and q the last nameless on um <laughs> on a, an island a mysterious island surrounded by monks and a leader and one very upstart italian boy by italian i mean vodachi boy <laughs> the leader of the island draped in blue mentioned that giuseppo our friend might be the powder keg for a war and that's where you guys left off um, you're all standing on the beach, surrounded by the monks. The leader lady is looking at you all. And here we go. So Giuseppo, the prince, looks up at the lady and looks back down at the sand and sorts of mumbles something to himself, as it were. And then realizing he was inaudible, he stands straight up, looks her in the eye and says, I have nothing to do with my father's politics. I guess, uh, sort of with a small scowl on his face that he's almost trying to hide because he seems to be ashamed of this. The leader looks at him and says, well, I suppose we can discuss more over dinner. After being well sweet-talked by our friend Q, (laughs) um, she seems to be very inviting and... Uh, looks back at Q from the conversation earlier and says, would you and your friends like to join us for a banquet to welcome you guys? Oh, I'm sure we would love to. Uh, I'm quite famished. Sure. (laughs) Uh, Excellent. Well, I I hope none of you drink too heavily. We don't have much in the way of liquor uh, on the island. I'm sure anything that you have to provide us would be well received. Hey, Sinead, don't people in Innismore carry a hip flask at all times? Is that true? It's just a rumor. It's not true. We're not all drunkards, you know. She's like hiding her hip flask. (laughs) (laughs) 
Gosh, I don't know where you got that idea. But I know that <laughs> in Ismar, people can handle their liquor better than you people of Avalon. Well, I would love to take you up on that offer of, uh, what will we say, intoxicating combat, but you have forgotten your hip flask, like a poor old Ismar lass, so unfortunately we cannot. She crosses her arms and walks away. <laughs> oh, please don't do this at the banquet. It'll be very embarrassing for you. <laughs> um, so you guys, uh, so the leader waves her hand. The monks pound their uh, their sticks on the beach and make way. And she part, goes right through as the the Red Seas part, uh, part for them. All the monks are wearing these nice, uh, very warm colored robes. Um, the standard bearer with the re- with the the sun on the standard goes through first, and then the lady goes right after. Uh, and I'm assuming you guys follow the the gang into back into the jungle for to find their home. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. So you guys make your way through the jungle. Interestingly enough, the jungle. Um, it doesn't look like there's any real path carved. It doesn't look like there's any indication of where they are going, which is interesting because they must have a very keen sense of direction. There's no way to tell where you guys are going, but you just blindly follow, and eventually it pays off. You come to a very, very large tree, similar to a palm tree, but with a very extra thick trunk for no discernible reason. The lady puts her hand on the bark of the front. You hear a small rumbling, and then you feel a slight rumbling. And then, instantly, everything in front of you, part of the jungle, just seems to melt away as a large hall made from the local wood appears in front of you. It's some sort of magic. It's not, you know, not quite cloaking tech, but, you know, it's it's <laughs> the 7C version of it, I suppose. Uh, and she leads you into the hall. Uh, inside, there's all, every manner of jubilee. There's all sorts of there's candles warring with fire. There's uh, there's food already set out. The tables are all in uh, in a on a giant rectangle around the center of the room. And in the center of the room is a perfect circle that looks a lot like a sparring pit, probably because it's a sparring pit. <clears throat> <laughs> and you guys each. <laughs> what does a sparring uh, pit look like? I've never seen one IRL. Could you could you give a, a description of what that that looks like? Yes, the, from the top of the ceiling, <laughs> there is a chandelier uh, with four prongs on it, casting four shadows onto the <laughs> onto the pit. Um, foreshadowing. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. This is how this is going to be. (laughs) It's going to be a long pirate campaign, ladies. Um, I I like that the response to what does the pit looks like is it looks important and you should remember it for later. (laughs) It has a separate texture than the rest of the area. So that way you know that it has a special animation coming up. Yeah, it's got a bright yellow outline. Big yellow exclamation point. (laughs) And the cutscene leading up to it when it pans across the room, it stops and zooms on the pit before going to the rest. So you know that there's going to be some interactions there. And the music changes a little bit so you know that you can even hear the music cue as you pass by. <laughs> how how much media? Whenever do you we three walk consume? near the pit, a little X button appears above our head. 
you guys know a lot about tropes. <laughs> I see. <laughs> yeah, it's like we've all played a video game before or something. Oh it's it's wow. Chekhov's brawling pit. Don't you understand, <laughs> Brennan? <laughs> all right, time to excise the tropes from my <laughs> campaign building. I'm going to get called out for three minutes of recording. No, I'm, we're not calling you out. I'm so down with a brawling pit. Get Do used not to it, Brennan. Wrong. This is I'm what y'all did to me. That. We're going to use it. I never said you guys are going to use it. Okay, well. I mean, I'm not going to use it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, the interesting thing about the way these people do their feasts is there's uh, not every plate is the same. There's plenty of different plates um, all around you guys. So you can choose and sit down with whatever, whatever you want. Um, you can very much tell from the mismatched silverware, much like some of the mismatched uh, furniture and clothing that um, this a lot of this stuff comes from trade routes passing through. So there is actually food from all over um, the land of not Europe. And uh, there's any food you guys could want. What does each what kind of food does each of your character go around looking for? Um, and also just for funsies, everybody give me wits plus uh, not athletics. Wits plus notice wits plus notice. And, and roll D10. Another yes. D10 if this is the first time we've used it. Yes, and this is a new situation, so this is the first time you guys have used anything. So uh, everybody get those extra D10s out. <laughs> Whoops, that was I don't a have enough dice. D10s for this. So um, if you guys Is this get... some kind of peasant joke I'm too rich in dice to understand? <laughs> <laughs> I still have um, five. Anybody... That's still a lot. <laughs> If anybody gets a three, you can uh, get exactly what you're looking for for just dumb luck. If you get a two, you can get pretty close. If you get a one, you can notice that there is different food. If you get a zero, then you don't even notice. You think it's like all the same. Um, and you can bank four and five for something later that you'll probably want to. Um, I got two raises, so... I am thinking about a summer we spent in the Seventh Sea version of Greece, whatever that is. I don't even. I we'll check it later. <laughs> um, and I'm just looking for like, like you know, like lamb and rice and tabbouleh and like, just you know that kind of food. It's very light but also very filling. Like. Yeah, you find got that nice uh, acidic flavor to cut the, yes. the yogurt. There is, uh, there is indeed ex- uh, pretty close to exactly that. You know, it's it, it's missing the good tabbouleh. That's what it's missing. Mm. But it's got everything else, and it is in. Uh, it's near the head of the table, actually, um, at the far end of the room. Is uh, where's her highness sitting? Her highness is sitting. Two seats away from the uh, the non tabuli plate from the Greek the the Mediterranean mm-hmm. feast. Yeah, I would like to get myself some food and also request to sit next to her if I can. <laughs> okay, if you want, you can like switch the plates, <laughs> like mm-hmm. like an Abbott and Costello type thing. Yeah. Um, if you can give me, um, uh, it's not is that theft? Okay, we're gonna we're gonna say hide. Plus um, finesse. <laughs> See if you can finesse that plate. Hide plus and finesse. Okay, so that. Do it really stealthily, so one. no one's like. Okay. okay, tell me, tell me about raises. 
here we go. So if you get uh, zero, you just drop the food. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> like, what? Um, if you do it a one, uh, you can get one closer, so you're still one away. If you can give me two, you do it. A couple people know they don't say anything. If you do it three, you get right next um, get right next to her highness. And if you can give me four, you get next to her highness, and no one sees it but her, but she's hyper-impressed. Okay, well, I got three raises, so... All right, you I do will it. very stealthily, very suavely, kind of, oh, like, what's this plate, what's this plate? And then mean to put them down and swap them. Well done. You are now sitting next to her highness with your Mediterranean feast. Right. Um, Hannah, how'd you do? I also got three raises, and um, I, I definitely am not in this sort of situation very often, so I think what I'm going to do is go towards, like, the hardiest, like, big meat selection and, like, go all carnivore <laughs> on it. Um, and all like, right. but But I also want to, like, try a little bit of everything. So, like, I'm kind of, uh, like, going up and down the table seeing, like, what I haven't, what I haven't tried before <laughs> and trying to get a little bit of everything. That, that is so good for, for Sinead. I, I love that character. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Arthur Windflagon, I, I would love to hear what you do. Uh, Arthur rolled two, or he got two raises. Um, I'm not, I don't remember quite what that equates to with the consequences. Uh, you get to find something like almost exactly what you're looking for. Okay, well, Arthur isn't particularly picky. And his mother always told him that it was good manners when you're traveling to try the local cuisine as opposed to finding things that you normally have. So he's going to search out for whatever looks the most authentic to wherever it is that they are. All right. That's, uh, so you find um, some uh, a papaya salad. Um, and next to the uh, papaya salad on the plate, you find like a coconut curry type thing. Oh, love and curry. a little bit, yeah. And a little, this is just everything I know how to make. I don't know how to make much else. <laughs> and then some uh, some local rice um, on which the curry is sitting as well. Delicious. Arthur sits down and he is so excited to try curry and papaya right. salad and rice. He's very excellent. Um, you end up uh, from the musical plates that Sinead is playing. Arthur and Sinead ed- ends up right next to each other. Um, pretty far away from Q and Her Highness. Um, you guys are going to be near the door, actually. Both of you are facing into the room on the left side. And after you guys are all seated, Giuseppe walks in, looking a bit downtrodden. Still sort of his head in the clouds. For no, um, for no happiness seems to come despite the merry attitude around the hall. He seats himself far away from all of you. On the right side of the room, right in the middle of the table, as everybody else files in as well, and people uh, start enjoying their food, the lady stands up, her highness, and clinks her glass with her with her fork to get everybody's attention. <coughs> Says hello. I would like to formally welcome our guests. I am Her Highness Lady Arval. Welcome to our lovely island, which has no name. That is actually its name, the island that has no name. As is tradition, we have our feast tonight to choose the champion for this cycle of the moon. 
and who will get to be our guest of honor for the banquets for the next month. Would any of our guests like to compete in a tournament? Uh, what kind of tournament? Ah, to be our champion, you must be good at anything. The competition is completely random. You will not know until you accept. Uh, that does not necessarily sound like it would play to my strengths. She, she says, oh, understandable. I would be incredibly impressed, but I understand all the same. Oh, she'd be incredibly impressed? Uh, <laughs> I am always impressed by the champion. <laughs> I'm going to do it. <laughs> or offer myself Excellent. to do it. The, the quest accepted thing <laughs> appears, since apparently I'm tropey. <clears throat> Anyway, so she says, excellent, and her eyes sort of light up. She is happy that they accepted it. Um, she seems to be very excited that uh, Q, the one of all people, has decided to accept a challenge. Um, she claps her hands, and in walks a monk who looks rather older. Um, seems to be fit. He's got uh, no hair. <laughs> he looks to be about 50 or 60, but his... From his physique, you can tell he's still very much in shape, um, despite being, I think, three times most of you guys' ages. Um, he steps into the ring, which is about in a one-foot sort of indentation into the ground below the chandelier. Um, and she motions for you to step into the ring with him. Yeah, I, uh, I swallow a little bit of fear and I walk into the ring. Excellent. So here's how this is gonna work. <laughs> God. Um, as you, uh, so, there's some behind the scenes. Second, let me. I gotta make sure I counted this correctly. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. This is how many challenges you so, have to do. <laughs> <laughs> so there are uh, sixteen uh, different. Uh, there are sixteen different uh, skills. In, in this game, and I'm going to roll a d16 to see what the competition's about. Dear God. Um, <laughs> so, this is wait, truly and, chaotic. Wait, <laughs> wait before, before you roll, um, I, I want to play out something real quick. So <laughs> Okay, I would love to hear it. Okay, uh, Arthur uh, elbows Sinead and says, All right, then, what do you think? Would you like to place a bet on my friend Q? <laughs> Good. Oh, no. Very interesting, Mr. Avalon. What do you suggest? Well, <clears throat> I can only speak for myself, but if I win my side of the bet, then you must address me as Sir Windflagon for the next, uh, say, three <laughs> no, or four no, episodes no, of this podcast. No, 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 no not, not doing that. Are you sure? No, I'll let you, you ask- take anything. I'll let you make any demand you want if you win the bet. And you, you will have to do this for the rest of this session and the next of next episode, too, just so you know. Anything, eh? Within reason. You have to address me as... I will tell you right now, Queen is off the table. I am sworn to Queen Elaine. Calling you Queen would be uh, pretty scandalous. So that is off the table. <laughs> All right, then, if Queen is off the table... Then I'm thinking princess of <laughs> of the world 
Sinead. <laughs> How old is Sinead? Is she like... She's 15. Uh, yeah, okay, this makes so much sense. <laughs> that is some context here. <laughs> All right, making a note that she wants to be called Princess Sinead... Wait, Princess of the World, comma Sinead. Correct. Of the world. <laughs> okay. Princess, comma, Sinead of the world? Or of the world, comma, Sinead princess? Princess of First the world, of Sinead. Name, hopefully the last of a name. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Miss Sinead, you have a deal. Now, I'm placing my bet on our friend Q here. That means that I'd be betting on them losing. Yes, you would be betting on the older gentleman. Right then. You've got a deal. All right. <laughs> Wonderful. Would you like to try some curry? Uh, she kind of looks at it with disdain. Uh, uh, no, I'm, I'm good. Suit yourself. Let's find out what the challenge is then. All right. So I rolled a random, I rolled random on the D16Q. Ready? Mm-hmm. They are to square off in a competition <laughs> of uh <laughs> goodness in a competition of intimidate actually um and oh. that's going to be with wits okay um let's going to use wait which is higher for you wits or panache no, they're the same uh, okay well okay wits does, does make more sense actually no panache let's do panache yeah. um so what you're going to have to do is uh beat is give a uh give a boast about Q's abilities, basically like a rap battle, but like instead of like why the other dude sucks, why you're the best, right? I have um, to fucking rap. You're not gonna. You can rap. I'm, I was using the. the, the mechanics. Like, oh, it's like a fighting. Yeah, like like you know how Beowulf they boast before they go. Yeah. Um, that it's that you can rap it if you would like, but this is no, improv, so that'd be very not. difficult to do. I just mm-hmm. meant in the mechanics of the not an actual. Yeah. Um, so uh, if you would like, so um, obviously your role is going to affect how this it goes. So, um, so that's going to be wits plus uh, intimidate and add your bonus die, um, of course. And I will roll for him. Not really great at intimidation. Uh, do you want to go through what the uh, raises? I am currently. I gotta roll it one second. I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. So, he got a uh. So, a one or a zero. A zero, you fail. A one, you lose. A two, you tie. And a three, you win. And a four, you like get the halt you get like the a new world record <laughs> of intimidation uh of intimidation yes and the um, crowd goes he... wild with a four <laughs> <laughs> so i'll before i you tell me what you get he will go first okay. um i'm not a rapper but i'm not a rapper, <laughs> yeah, <I'm> not a <laughs> rapper. <laughs> i just broke up with my girl here's her here's number. her number psych that's the wrong number <laughs> <laughs> Great, now we're all gonna get sued. Thanks, Robert. It's a YouTube video. I don't never mind. That's yeah. in the public domain. It's worth it. <laughs> it's worth it uh, for the sweet ref. Uh so he 
uh, so he takes up his staff and points it to the sky and goes, <clears throat> what stands before you is the greatest monk that ever walked the earth. <clears throat> I learned how to <clears throat> do doctor stuff. He did not get a lot of raises, by the way. <clears throat> I have helped over 50 people give birth. And <clears throat> I can walk on water like the church says that one guy did. Yeah. And people give a flight golf clap. Um, Arthur is now like a couple a couple glasses down in his like what, whatever alcohol they were serving. He's like, boo, rubbish. <laughs> no, you didn't. You can't walk on water. It's stupid. <laughs> God. I was not expecting to roll intimidation on this. I was not. So there, he gives his Beowulf style boast and people are not thrilled. All right. Take it away, Q. Okay. Uh, thank you. I, um, oh, that's very impressive. Um, he, he like bows can, respectfully. Yeah. I, uh, have not delivered children before or walked on water, but I can see through the limits of this physical world. I can take things from one side of the continent to the other in an instant. And I'm going to take out, I like to imagine Q just has this little, um, like, you know those like throwing knives that have a little loop in it that you can like spin around your finger? You know what I'm talking yes. about? Yes, yes. So They're called Q kunai if you're a weeb like me. Um, <laughs> I'm so disappointed in you, Rob. Sorry, Continue I'm too Amelia. much of a jock for I that. I am too. <laughs> <laughs> um... Rob, so, take one wound damage, please. All right, continue. <laughs> Q will take um, the the knife and cut down their palm. Um, I go to the wall of the building and kind of take a, a moment to draw the sigil on there in my blood. I take a dramatic wound. And, um, I would like to, oh, I, it also cost me a hero point. Gotcha. The way, uh, blood magic works is essentially you can choose to not take wounds to do blood magic, but you are causing pleasures that rip open through the universe. And I don't want to do that. Oh so, man, that's, that's a lot for a little bit of a, a battle of wits. <laughs> right. This so I'm not going the- to do that. This is called the, uh, ironically, it's called the vegan school of blood magic, where you're not actually committing <laughs> any wounds against humans. I am trying to a pretty girl. But it does okay. create rifts in space-time. So veganism has consequences, is all I'm yeah. saying here. I love how Justin. Rob over here is just throwing down the law, but his character is like, yeah, cute! <laughs> yeah, so as... Oh, I don't care. I don't Be vegan if you want, even in blood magic. I don't know. Rifts in space-time, not my problem. I'm going, I am talking about uh, this ancient craft that was passed down from sorcerers to sorcerers, perfected in Montaigne, um, and then I, uh, I am going to take the hand of the person who I'm trying to intimidate, mm-hmm. 
and actually no, I'm not going to take his hand. I am going to where this blood sigil is on the wall. Push my hand through and pull him through it out from where he is. So it kind of rips and like where he is just kind of goes into nothing and he comes out of the wall next to me, if that makes sense. That is awesome. Please tell me you got at least three raises. I had two raises. (laughs) Okay, I'll tell you what. Um, I will give you uh, another dice to roll for uh, roleplay success, which is something that is actually, from what I understand, pretty mechanically normal. Like, you can absolutely say, I like that, so here's an extra uh, dice to roll from what I've seen. Arthur would riot if it became a tie. (laughs) Um, The interesting thing is that... um, I, the extra dice I rolled was a one, but <laughs> okay, I had a nine, <laughs> so that brings me up to another race. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, well, there you go. <laughs> so uh, the crowd goes wild as Q uh, becomes the champion of the island. Bravo! Um. Bravo! Encore! <laughs> Sinead is sitting with her arms crossed, just pouting. <laughs> oh, man. Don't ever disrespect me by betting against me again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I did put her choice. in a bit of a corner. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Uh, good to see you again. My roommate is watching... Uh, Lord of the Rings in the other room, so if explosions start happening in the background, you know why. Uh, Not much new to talk about today. With weekly episodes, these mineral segments are probably going to be a little bit shorter because just not much new happens every week. So uh, yeah, let's let's get into it. First, I want to shout out Will Savino for the umpteenth time for providing the music of today's episode. Go check out his Patreon at patreon.com slash musicd20. He is extremely talented. The links and the songs are credited in the description. You know the links that I am about to mention. You can find our merch store at merch.guildfellows.com and our Patreon at patreon.com slash guildfellows. And recently, we made a new role in our Discord server just for the patrons to say thank you. Thank you, patrons. You're the best. We got some great memes going on on our socials at Guildfellows on Instagram and Twitter. Shout out to Amelia for being funnier than literally all of us here on the team. So uh, yeah, go go follow us if you want to go see those. If you're liking the new season already, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so we can grow and be seen by even more people just like you. The next episode is coming out next week on the 15th. We hope that you all are loving what you hear. We are having a blast recording so far. And uh, we just, we'd love to hear from you through any of the means that I just uh, mentioned beforehand. So uh, yeah, thank you all again so much and I will see you next time. Have I told you guys about Anchor? If you haven't heard about it, let me explain. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's a free app that you can find in your phone's app store. It gives you creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone or your computer. Let it be known that you don't need a professional setup to start a podcast. Anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and tons of other platforms. You can make money from your podcasts with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in 
one place. We use Anchor for our podcasts, and as the one who edits and posts our episodes, it honestly makes my job so much easier. I really and truly love it. If you're looking to start your own podcast, I highly recommend using Anchor to do so. You can download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so the Her Highness stands up and claps. She is incredibly uh, impressed. That was some fascinating stuff. She is not the l- least bit um uncomfortable with the idea of blood magic in her mead hall um and is fact very intrigued by it she she smiles at q i hope they uh see that do they see that of course they do they were they were looking at her yeah (laughs) exactly um i I was worried that they were like mean mugging sinead (laughs) no q doesn't know about the bet (laughs) Oh, you're right. You're right. Um, that was just Amelia giving hand shit. <laughs> For no that, reason. You should For be no giving reason. Rob shit, okay? Yeah. Both uh, of you honestly disappointing in my book. It's Rob's idea. 100% confidence in you the entire time. Uh-huh. <laughs> H- Hannah, how do you do this when you keep people separate from their characters? This is incredibly difficult when, it's not, when you're not in person. <laughs> so the crowd erupts. Uh, the, the banquet is run. I, I am a little little curious actually to see um if arthur says anything uh, to sinead or vice versa well sinead a bet's a bet you must refer to me as sir windflagon for uh, uh, let's say okay out of role player two sessions let's say let's it's say th- let's say a week let's say a week in canon I, I will decide how long two sessions are. <laughs> yeah, I, I, fair enough. Get, just so, give me give me an in universe number here. Let's say uh, let's just say. Oh, shoot, that's a good question. All right, I did not think this is something you would do, Rob. I didn't prep for this, Rob. It's okay. Just say a number. Just say a number. Any uh, number. F- uh, two days. <laughs> All right, Sinead. Well, a bet. It's a bet. For the next two days, you must refer to me as Sir Windflagon. I'm deeply sorry for your lost chance at being a princess in my eyes, at least. Who knows? Uh, she just sits and is silent. She does. She's not even looking at him. Oh, come on, uh, don't pout. Everybody must call me uh, Sir Windflagon over at the Isles. So, anyway, you're just more doing what your countrymen do. Anyway, let's have a drink, eh? And he brought, and he, uh, he like, like searches around for more alcohol and tries to pour her a drink. <laughs> just... I hope your panache is actually really low, and that's just not the way you're playing, Arthur. <laughs> uh, his panache is actually four, but... Okay. <laughs> okay, this is just what Rob thinks suaveness is. I love it. No, I'm uh, not trying to be suave. I'm just trying to, I don't know, brighten the mood. I mean, he's he is pretty smug that he won. He's really happy he's going to be called <laughs> Sir, because, you know, she's pretty disrespectful. I mean, he is Victorious too, but... I mean, going going <laughs> um, through Sinead, Sinead's head right now, she's like, I'm just going to pretend he's not there for for this whole <laughs> whole uh, time period. I, I am so happy we have a teenager in this campaign. <laughs> um, uh, the merriment of dies down, and uh, Her Highness uh, steps out from behind the table and then takes... Um, from behind her, she was wearing a necklace that had a sun on it to match the sigil. She behind it is she uh, another sigil. She takes off her second necklace, which she didn't see, and it's a crescent moon. And she uh, like notions very subtly for you to bow your head slightly. Q. Mm-hmm. I do so. Uh, and she puts the 
necklace of the crescent moon on you. Um, and she says, this is yours for the rest of the month. Congratulations, champion. Um, and then you. applause wars around. <clears throat> Excellent. So, and that is the, I'll say that's the end of that situation. So you guys are all going to get to uh, first time all of your next rolls. All right. Wonderful. Uh, cool. We didn't do just, anything. So you guys <laughs> it's, it's important. I, I realize I, I should know. probably yeah, tell you guys when we're starting though. a new situation just because it's easier to keep track. No, yeah, that's cool. Um, all right. So um, I, you guys uh, finish up the banquet, die down. People start to go find their chambers, their, uh, their huts, their, their homes, whatever they have chosen to live on on the island with no name. Um, and Her Highness... And you guys are getting a lot of special attention from her highness, it seems. Um, she walks over to uh, the three of you who have not left yet because you have nowhere to go. And says, um, I would like you all to stay in our guest quarters uh, over by the beach. Would that be accommodable for you all? I'm Jim. Uh, sure, of course. I would be honored. Um... <clears throat> So, Giuseppo is over off at the corner, scowling, um, and she motions over for him. But Giuseppo, still seemingly very mad about something, shakes his head and then walks out the door on his own. Um, None of you seem to know which direction he's going, but he does not seem interested in this island's hospitality. She leads you all down uh, back through the jungle. Um, you guys are going, it, it looks like back the way you came, but again, no one can really navigate this, so it, it could be all right in circles. Uh, she could have made a giant uh, smiley face for all you know. But you end up at a hut on the edge of a beach, and then alongside that is a hammock, and alongside that is a bedroll next to a campfire. Um, she says, take your pick. Um, but before she leaves, she looks at Q and says, I would like to see you later. If that's if you would please come by, uh, if you'd please uh, rise at some point tonight, I will meet you by the water. Uh, it would be my pleasure, Your Highness. Excellent. Uh, so which do you characters choose? Which what is most in character for you guys? To I jump on? in the hammock. <laughs> Damn it. I knew it. I'll take the <laughs> I'm not sleeping on the bedrock. I'm going to the hut. Uh, okay, what were the other options besides hammock? I took the hut. It's you just have the bedroll, buddy. <laughs> That's actually in character for him. He's gonna sleep under the stars. He's a he's a hunter, so yeah, he's gonna roll it out. Nice view of the uh, the Milky Way or whatever stars are above his head. It's he's not the right Milky to Way. Sleep. I'm literally it's just a... imagining Q going for the hammock like nearly through hands with the 15 year old. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, Sinead pulls I, her sword I, out just to like <laughs> hold it. <laughs> oh, put just that to, like, stroke away, it. you wily just, twit. Just to Don't be intimidating. Just to be intimidating. Uh, you guys could have like rock, paper, scissored over it, but I guess it's whoever shouted what they wanted first. <laughs> <laughs> Vocal dexterity. It's the rules of dibs transcend <laughs> any sort of gaming system. Arthur, like, sees Sinead pull her sword, and he just kind of mumbles something, but, like, all that's really audible is manas, and just kind of, like, rolls over in his bedroll and goes to sleep. Oh, boy. So, 
um, you guys get a good, nice sleep. Q, do you decide to meet? Um, also, you guys all heard that, so if you wanted to eavesdrop, you guys absolutely can. Um, but Q, do you decide to meet up at the beach? Uh, obviously, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so you are at the midnight beach with a very still water. The water uh, is perfectly glassy, which is odd in case anyone was wondering. Not usual ocean. Um, oh, can you see like like fish and crabs like swimming around in there? Can you like see like fish and crab like like swimming around there's, in there? There's, it just looks like completely. Still. It looks like it's ice, but it's just still. Oh. oh. Yes. Um, magic or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyway, so now the question is to Arthur and to Sinead. Are you guys going to eavesdrop? Nah. Sinead Sh- Sh- no is not very super interested. Hmm. Arthur isn't super interested, and he thinks that whatever happens there, like, if it's, like, pertinent to our survival, Key would probably give us a heads up. So Arthur's actually going to go try to find uh, Giuseppo and see what, what he's up to. Kind of get some more oh. information from him. This is going to be fun. Uh, do, do you have any guess of where he is? You're just going to run straight into the jungle? <laughs> Um, okay, so you said that he didn't, like, go to sleep with everybody else and that he was kind of, like, sitting alone, right? So Correct. I actually have the um, direction sense background, and I also, like, <sighs> am, have a hunter. So could I, like, try to roll to track him? Yes, and I forgot you could do that. So this is... <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Happens again. You guys and your character traits making this too easy. Uh, yeah, you can do that. Okay, so what would you like me to roll to track him? Um, that's going to be notice plus wits. Okay, and then I get a plus one because it's the first time using a skill, and then another... Uh, would you, do you want me to apply my direction sense bonus? I believe it just gives me an advantage die on trying to like find my way. It's not super specific. I can look it up yeah. to see what it directly says, but... Yes, uh, use the advantage die. All right, yes, All right. use your die. And what are the uh, the consequences for the races? Uh, so if you get a zero, you get lost in the jungle, and no one's going to be able to find you for the rest of the session. Um, <laughs> <if> you... <laughs> Does that mean the rest of the session every now and then we'll just cut to Rob, and it's like, so yep. how are you wandering in the jungle? <laughs> exactly. I was, what's this tree look like? <laughs> going to be pretty miserable so don't get a zero it's a um, whole side story about how arthur just like fucks <laughs> off and like starts hunting like things in the island to survive is like super raggedy grows a big old beard uh it's gonna be a castaway but arthur windflagon uh you get a pet coconut named wilson um if you get a one then you will make your way back to the meat hall and not be able to find anything else. You'll just kind of be stuck there. Uh, if you get a two, you find him but cannot get back. So it's going to be the two of you. If you get a three, you find him and take him back. Uh, or you find him and know how to get back. And four is a surprise. 
Okay, Arthur did not roll particularly well. Blame it on the booze and the uh, curry, I suppose, upsetting his stomach and his senses. Um, so I got two raises. So I find him, but I cannot find my way back. So, so um, I will roleplay that in a minute, but we're going to go back to the beach with Q first. Um, Q, mm-hmm. um, the ocean is completely still for no apparent reason. Magic. And then suddenly a ripple appears out of the corner of your eye. And then uh, the lady of the island with no name rises out of the ocean and walks towards you uh, on the surface of the water. Um, She joins you by your side and looks out over the ocean. And she says, uh, beautiful, isn't it? Yes. Do you... Always just hang underneath the surface. <laughs> she she sort of laughs and says, um, I learned centuries ago that the surface has not as much meaning as everything below it, if that makes sense to you. Centuries? Uh, uh, she She says... Uh, It's much like being on this island, as wonderful as it is. When you look out over the sea, it seems that there's this island and everything beyond it. Um, Not as though this island were anything but a speck of star on the great black sky. Hmm. Do you spend most of your time on the surface, she asks. And this is like genuine. She is like, I guess she's never asked Q if they can breathe underwater. (laughs) Uh, yes, uh, more often than not, I'd say. Um, she says, oh, well, one of these days you'll have to join me down in the deep. You might find, uh, you might find it rather interesting. In fact, um, really far down, there's some horrid, horrid creatures, which are actually really great pets, if you know what to feed them. Um, usually sailors. And in fact, they they pretty much only eat sailors. But you know, it's it's not like there's a shortage of those. <laughs> you know, um, people yeah. drown all the time. It's kind of in a a sea Rogue adventure waves. kind of style of world we live in. There's Sometimes actually a waiver you have fire. to sign to be a pirate. It's like, yeah, I'm fine with drowning. <laughs> That's just anytime you go in the ocean. <laughs> um, uh, exactly. So, um, she. Uh, says, so your friend from Vodachi, how exactly did you meet the, the prince? Ah, uh, yes. Um, I was sailing on a ship and then I woke up on a beach and uh, he was there. And why were you on the same ship? Uh, from your accent, I can tell you're from that land of great arts. Um, and that's rather north of <laughs> Vodachi, as I recall. Why would you be yes. on a Vodachian ship? Um, in my family, uh, the magic that I do, it, uh, there are people who know it, um, who seek to hurt the world around them. All magic comes with a price attached, and there are those who would seek the benefits of such a practice without paying the proper respect to the earth 
and as such lead the world to become unstable. So part of what we do when we people in my family come of age is spend a few years traveling trying to fix the pleasures that arise in the earth from those sorts of mages. She looks really forlorn when you say that, but there seems to be a respect she's developed for you. Um, she's clearly someone that understands that people are reckless with their environment. Um, she spends most of her time underwater, so you can definitely see that she's experienced firsthand what happens when people don't care for the plane of existence on which they live. Um, and so she, but she looks even sadder about something else still, um, and seems to try and hide it from you as a tear uh, rolls down her cheek. Oh, I'm gonna be super smooth, okay? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Good. Thank you for starting with that. Yeah, it, it, it it's how I am. Like I can't. Uh, bleh, bleh. Anyway, um, <laughs> Q is going to very gracefully uh, take their thumb and rub it right under her eye and say, "What troubles you?" She said, "I just I feel so ashamed." What? That I have lied to you all. We're going to cut straight to uh, Hannah, or to Sinead, sound asleep. Time for the dream sequence. Are you excited? Hell yeah. Let's do it. Excellent. You are on the bow of a ship. Um, in fact, you know the, the masthead of a ship you uh, are exactly what a masthead is. You seem to be the masthead of a ship. You're going at an impossible speed. Um, we're talking, you're doing like 100 knots right now. I think, yeah, which is a lot for a wooden ship with sails. Um, everything around you seems to be moving in super, super fast uh, motion. Um, and then a figure appears in front of you. It is your familiar Arthur Windflagon. And he says... Hello, how are you doing today? Can I speak if I'm the masthead of a ship? You can absolutely talk, yes. Gotcha. Um, uh, Arthur? Uh, I don't know. How, how are you? Dream, Dream Arthur mutters something about supposed to being called Sir Arthur. <clears throat> You're supposed to call me Sir Arthur Windflagon now. Sir Arthur. <laughs> uh, Arthur disappears. He dis- dissipates into mist. Um, and the mist grows and grows and grows around the ship. And now the sh- ship is surrounded with mist. And somebody else comes through the mist. You can see Q. Uh, Q comes through the mist. Q does not know this. Uh, you would all, Sinead. They look very interested and happy in something else. They are looking far off into the horizon and completely not in your direction. Um, do you call out to Q? Uh, yeah. I call out Q. Um, Q does not hear you. Q keeps looking away. You see Q reach their thumb up for some apparent reason, non-discernible to you, and then Q dissipates into mist again. Lastly, you see Giuseppo unmistakably coming towards you. But as Giuseppo approaches you in a dream, Giuseppo does not 
turn into mist. He turns into a black cloud, which gets larger and larger as lightning strikes within him. It strikes the ship. The ship folds in half, and you sink down with it, and you wake in the night in a cold sweat. We are now moving to our <laughs> intrepid Arthur, <laughs> who comes up on Giuseppo in the forest with no idea where he is. Ah, there you are, Giuseppo. I was looking for you. He says, uh, hey, get lost, will you? I will not, as a matter of fact. I would like to sit with you and ask you it, a couple questions. <laughs> he he looks kind of downtrodden that he said get lost, the joke being you guys are both obviously lost. Um, and then he he says, all right, if it's what you want. And he sits down with you on a uh, – actually on nothing. You guys are in the jungle. You guys sit down on the forest floor. <laughs> I would like to note that sitting down on the forest floor is not something I usually typically do, especially on an island where there could be venomous snakes and such. But, hey, the, the situation calls for it. Now, what I wanted to ask you, Giuseppe, is um, what precisely do you have to do with the native residents of this island? I heard mention of a war and patriarchal politics and all that, and I was wondering if you could enlighten me. He goes, well, what is there to tell? Uh, I'm the son of the greatest merchant, the richest man in all of Odachi, the Doge himself. And I, uh, I'm a little bit of a political pawn. That's it. Uh, a pawn for what, to be exact? Uh, he does not look like he wants to talk about this, especially to a man of Avalon. Right now, like he's like just you're not even gonna understand the politics of uh, of Vodachi. You're just not gonna get it. So, so roll me uh, Panache plus um, was it Persuade? Convince. That's it. So uh, roll me Panache plus Convince, please. And then plus an extra because the first time I'm using these skills. Yes. Wow. Wait. Okay. Oh wait. 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 Zero is equivalent of ten on these dice, right? Correct. Oh, I misremember. Okay. Yes. Excellent. We're in business. Because you can't roll a zero on any other dice. It's if it's gonna be so if you roll a zero, obviously you don't get anywhere. He storms off and you can't find them for the rest of the session. If you roll me a one, he'll give you a little bit more information, although nothing more. If you roll a two, he'll tell you as much as you think you'll probably need to know. And you're gonna get some deep character lore if you can give me a three. You for some reason your ability to convince him, however you decide to RP it, Rob. Um, Arthur has a way of appealing to his, some side of him that causes him to open up emotionally. Okay. Um, if you get a four, you can bank the fourth for later. You can use that for something else. Got you. Um, would you like me to roleplay it first and then tell you, or would you like me to tell you then roleplay it? Uh, I, <laughs> I, I need to know how he responds, so tell me how you do first. Uh, I roll a three. Excellent. Okay. Uh, we'll get going. Listen, my dear man, I understand if you do not want to tell me about your family politics, I get it. Family is family. However, I am missing a substantial part of my memory, and that goes to my friends as well. And I simply would like to know, as much as you can tell me without getting in trouble with the old man, about why exactly it is that we are all here and what we can do to get off this island without being torn to bits by the locals. I hope you understand. It's nothing personal. Uh, Giuseppe kind of smirks, and he, he goes... Uh, if you think these people are the kind that they tell you the pieces, they gotta tell you. You gotta see where I grew up, huh? Uh, <laughs> these are the nicest people you're gonna come to with this entire ocean. It's I will cruel, say the food was quite good. 
he kind of smirks about this. Like he's sad and he's bitter and he's angry. And then he goes, uh, "I'll be honest. I uh, I don't know why I took you guys, took you guys with me. Anyway, I uh, assume you guys aren't the ones who are trying to kill me. Anyway, all I remember was running away from home. And then I woke up with you guys. I." If you have no memory, it is possible you were trying to kill me, but uh, whatever. We were, I guess we're all friends now. Um, but he goes, I, all I want is to not be the cause of the death of hundreds of thousands of people. I, I don't want to be a political pawn. I, I, I don't want to be Prince Giuseppe Vivaldi. I just want to be a sailor. Uh, no, the jack of all trades, no name on the high seas. So I ran away. And the minute I get to the most remote island, probably in all of the world, they recognize me immediately. Hmm. I can see quite the conundrum. Well, I do not know how to help you escape your fame or your future, but I will tell you that if you need my aid, you are always welcome to call on me, as long as I do not have to draw swords against someone of Avalon birth. <laughs> he says, well, the war is a, a sort of a... The civil war inside of Odachi. So it'd be, unless one side gets some extreme Avalon backing, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, it all started with my f- the most politically powerful family and all of Odachi. Um, they claim me as their son and the one who raised my father, whether he's my biological father or not, the Doge. He, the richest man, claims me as his son, and I'm the only son of both. Uh, prospective families so whichever one gets to claim me gets to have an heir um which i think is all silly anyway i it's it's ridiculous i they should just have more kids but either way um there's other backgrounds as well i won't bore you with but it looks to be quite a problem and well that's all i'll tell you for now but i just don't want to be considered to be a piece in this great game. Ah, duty and family, the two most binding and crucial parts of a man's life. Well, I cannot tell you how to run your own nation's politics. The only advice I will give you is to do what's best to the people that expect the most from you, and to do the most good for the most people. That's all we can ever do. Alright, uh, Giuseppe likes this, um, because you got three raises. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, is rece- got good dice, yes! <laughs> but Giuseppe is receptive to it, um, and he gives you a smile, and he goes, Alright, well, <clears throat> I, I don't suppose you, you can lead us back to camp, can you? And then, we're just the camera's gonna, like, pan on Arthur's face when he realizes he's hella lost. <laughs> and that's when we switch back to the beach. <laughs> um, so we're now back on the beach where uh, the lady of the island of no name confesses she has lied to you all. Q, take it away. What do you mean, Mon Amour? Hot. She... So she looks off into off into the ocean again and says Not a lot. I didn't tell an untruth. I've just been keeping a truth from you all since you crashed. Did you not did it not seem suspicious that none of you have memories of where you were before? 
Uh, yes, it was suspicious as hell, but it didn't uh, seem like there was anything so, we could do about it. Uh, so she um, looks out over the ocean again and holds up her hand and some of the ocean swirls around. You can see the water jumping uh, and moving around with uh, the motion of her hands as she plays with the water. Uh, but ultimately, as beautiful as it is, it just sort of sputters and collapses back and the ocean is glass once more. Um, the lady looks right at you, Q. She leans in and kisses Q's forehead and says, I wish I told you from the beginning that the four of you are already dead. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA from growing the cotton to adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.